Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Lots going on in Matthew 19. Essentially, we're just going to spend time in the first hmm, chunk and then um, on the back end as well and just share a little bit about what stuck out to us, share a little bit about what's going on next year for kickoff. Um, for services, you're looking at me like, no, we're not. <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to be a blessed 10 minutes, you guys. So let's go. Let's go. Okay. What did what stick out here? Yes, the beginning. Well, yeah, the first 12 verses are... Um, oh, yes. Really These are important verses. Making you verses. think, talking about divorce yeah. and eunuchs and all kinds of stuff. Well, they talk about gen- creation and gender, yeah. and it's good. Yeah. I think when it's talking about divorce, obviously this has affected you listening, whether it's been an experience within your own family or extended family or friends. Um, you know, many people have gone through this. Yep. As yep. Christians, you know, this is brought up to Jesus, and they're basically like, when can we do this? Like, mm. when when is divorce permissible? Sure. That, this is like the Pharisees, isn't it? Yeah. Some yeah. Pharisees came to him, verse 3. Yeah, verse 3, and mm-hmm. asked him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Mm-hmm. And so right there, there's a there's a little game being played, and we're, we were looking at this because there's different rabbis at that time that have different uh, lines of thought. Right. Um. There is the house of Shammai. There is the teaching of Hillel. Hillel. You have Paul, Paul, the apostle Paul studying under a guy named Gamaliel. Um, and they did not agree on this. So that's why they're presenting this question to Jesus, trying to catch him, but also know he's going to pick a side here. Who, where is he going to right. go? Whose house mm. is he going to agree with or which rabbi? And mm. Jesus essentially goes back to creation account, which is really important to, to note. Um, totally. So just to answer the question, like, when is bi- divorce permissible? Sure. And one, it always breaks God's heart. He doesn't mm. long for any of us to have to endure that. And if you have, pray that you would, you know, meet the Lord in that time and be comforted. But the two A's that are for sure biblical are abandonment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and adultery. Mm-hmm. If you have been abandoned or you have someone's committed adultery against you, you then are permissible to, is permitted to uh, divorce and remarry. Sure. Anything else, um, not so much biblical. Sure. The other A people will bring up is abuse. And that's where it gets tricky because should anyone be abused? No, not at all. Some people could argue that some forms of abuse could even actually trickle into that idea of abandonment. Like you've abandoned sure. what, yes. you've, what you've committed agreed to, to committed mm-hmm. to, and you're not even near the form of like fulfilling your vows and submitting totally. yourself to Christ and all that stuff. So. Anyways, the, the the point that Jesus gets at here, though, is like, you're asking the wrong question. Yeah. It's like People are trying to figure out, like, how much can I get away with oftentimes? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jesus is basically going back to creation. And then he talks about the eunuchs and stuff in verses uh, mm-hmm. 11, 11, 12. Through tw- 11 and 12. Yeah. And, and that's a, a perplexing passage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Jesus, again, though, reverts it back to creation, going back yeah. to Genesis 1 and 2. And what is God's heart, mm-hmm. his desire, what's he called us to? Right. And it's, and it's celibacy and singleness or marriage mm-hmm. between one man and one woman. Mm-hmm. And both of those are incredible. Both of those statuses, relationship statuses, are incredible gifts to the kingdom, and the church needs both. 
Yeah, totally. I think also this is one of those themes that's like, this isn't just like a, a verse that we're picking out of Matthew, like marriage and covenant keeping. Like this is a biblical theme that's like, all throughout the Bible. Like this isn't, you know, sometimes you'll hear people. Literally from Genesis 1 to Revelation 21. Anyway, and so that's a huge noting, like Clark said, that when Jesus is asked about this, that, you know, instead of going to, you know, a different teaching or instead of picking out um, a specific text, he actually goes all the way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and he upholds that standing. And so, and it, it, there's just a, an encouragement in that, I guess, for us, and then also a challenge in it. But I, like Clark said, there's like, this is not, as you're reading through this, like this is not, you know, uh, uh, an easy read a lot. Mm. And so I, I would just encourage you spend time here. Like if things are making you uncomfortable, if you have questions about things like dig in, yep. don't shy away. And my other like just encouragement and charge to you would be like, don't be like the Pharisees and have a posture of trying to prove your point when yeah. you're digging. When you, when you, seek the face of God in the scriptures when you are like, oh, let's dig in. I want to understand more, God. I want to make sense of this because I want to know truth. So there's often like two kind of schools of thought. Sometimes when, um, I mean, if you want to go more of the apologetics route, it's kind of Uh, like defending the faith, it can go that way. So I'm going to approach a question that I have, in this case, the Pharisees about divorce, and I'm going to just search and search and search for truth. Like, God, help me understand, open my heart, open my mind that I can understand what you're teaching throughout all these scriptures. And then then defend it. And then defend and then be able to live it out and, and speak it out to other people. Or like the Pharisees, sometimes, you know, we come to things with an agenda. We already have a preconceived notion of what we want or what we think. Mm -hmm. And so that is coming to things with a posture of like asking for permission, or you said like asking for a loophole, like, Hey, here's you know, a thought, here's a question. And instead of posing it with uh, a posture of humility, just wanting to know truth, I'm going to pose it so that I can seek permission. Where in the gospel, like, where does this allow me to do something that I want to do or that I, you know, have heard is a pop culture thought or something the world is telling me today, you know, this is how it should be. And it maybe rubs the opposite way of what Jesus teaching are and practicing the way of Jesus. And so I think that's just an encouragement when throughout all of your Bible study, but like specific passages like this. So that's really difficult to Mm -hmm. do when we've been hurt or when we're experiencing it like um, right now every day. I feel like that's something that's very difficult to come um, humbly to the feet of the cross to to Jesus as, you know, as Lord and Savior Mm -hmm. and also as as rabbi and say, okay, teach me. And what I appreciate about what Jesus is doing here is he says, haven't you read? Because he interprets the Bible with the Bible. Yeah. So he goes back to scripture. And that's what we want to do as Christians as well. So Mm -hmm. excited, this passage particular, verses 1 through 12, we're going to spend all of January and February talking about all things sex. And it's going to be delightful. We're going to talk about singleness and marriage and pornography and masturbation and eunuchs and transgender and pronouns and homosexuality and everything else under the sun. So these are really important passages, and it's really important to know what Jesus does with them. Mm. We'll talk about that more in January So don't shy away. Lean in. 
lean yeah. in and then join us in January and February and not just on the podcast. When when Clark talks, when Clark says that we're going to be digging in, he means at Emmanuel Church, um, there's a sermon series. Yeah. And so we'll be talking about it every now and then on the podcast, but really it's going to be highlighted um, mm-hmm. with, with worship. And, and our so middle school, and high school and young adult groups will be also doing this and as so well. It'll be appropriate. It's going to be helpful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, you're going to have Holy Spirit okay. meetings for let's, sure. Let's jump. Let's jump to verse jump. 16. Jump. The rich in the kingdom of God. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. The parable, like the, the rich young ruler. Break it down for us, Bobby. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, well, let's go ahead and read it. This is the NIV version. Now, a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good things must I do to get eternal life? Hmm, interesting. Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which ones? The man inquired. Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All of these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have your treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Mm. That's a loaded section again. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I want to focus in and what lifted was actually a two two twofold here. The very first thing that lifted is you kind of have to honor the rich young man a little bit here because of what he says in verse 20. He's like, all of these things that Jesus because Jesus knows what's going on. Jesus knows his heart. God bless Jesus. And uh, he says, All these things I have kept. And the young man says, What do I lack? What do I still lack? Mm. And before we even get to kind of the main purpose of the passage, the reason this sticks out is because folks, if we're going to um, present these kind of probing questions to Jesus, like he, he's so faithful to, to help us understand and answer because this guy's actually in earnest. He's like, okay, I've done this. Like, I get it. I, I want to understand, you know, yeah. like what, what do I lack? And so that's just a great place to pause an examination. They're like, okay, Lord, if I'm presenting myself unto you and I'm, if I'm asking questions, Lord, you know, what areas of my life mm. do I need you to intervene? What areas of my life, like the rich young, do I need to submit to you? And so what, I mean, what we don't know here is Jesus answers and tells him, Hey, this is the area that you need to submit. And we don't, we don't know. He goes away sad. And so in that, our response is kind of where Wait, we're going to focus. What don't what? we know? Well, it says he goes away sad. Yeah, but what what part about that are we confused about? Yeah, so we know that he doesn't accept it. He doesn't do anything about it. But like, who knows? He says that he's a rich young man. Oh, so you're saying we don't know what happens to him? Yeah. Oh, got you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> do we? I don't know. Pastor Clark, do no, we? No, no, not at all. I, I didn't know if you had mentioned, uh, sorry, I was in my own head thinking there, if we were confused why he was sad or what he ended up doing with his sadness. <laughs> Okay, you guys just stay with me here. Just stay with me. I don't know what Santa hat is doing over here. You're in your own head. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh my Let's talk about Matthew. What's happening here is that he is unwittingly put an idol in his heart above where Jesus is. And yeah. so Jesus goes there and he helps, you know, without just saying, hey, your money is a problem. <laughs> he says like, okay, if you have done everything, yeah. if you don't think that you lack anywhere, then why don't you do these things? Give away to the poor. 
uh, you'll have your treasures in heaven and come follow me. And he, and he goes away sad. He can't do it. So therefore we understand in the passage that his wealth, his money, his physical material things that he's acquired are positioned wrong in his heart. Yeah. They're hindering him from experiencing the fullness of God and yes. the relationship with him. Yes. And so, <laughs> so I personally, I personally, this is not a, a stance of a scholar or a pastor. I have hope that maybe at some point down the line, when this rich young man was older, we have no idea. It's not biblical, but maybe he had a change of heart. I don't know, because of Jesus's invitation. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the invitation. But Jesus though, wants what? all of our heart. Yes. He doesn't, it is like, hey, I don't want to come into <laughs> a little bit of your heart. I want all or nothing, yes. essentially, because he gave up so much for us. He's like, I don't totally. want to settle for... 50% or 25%. He's like, I want 100% of yeah. your life. Um, you're at work, your identity, your parenting, your, your relationships, your friendships, your hobbies, your finances, your sexuality, everything. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd like to be part of that. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords is not just King of King and Lord of Lords of a little bit. Yeah. It's over everything. Yeah. And That's so what, yeah, yeah, you, had stumbled across, you had stumbled across a, a person that talked about this passage often that guy named Beckett we had mentioned yeah Beckett Cook was um someone that was a really big Hollywood socialite you can he has a book now if you google his name it'll come up he's been on multiple podcasts now and essentially anyway he was leading a life of just waywardness within his sexuality and one of the things that he uh, confesses that really brought him back to the Lord and that he sees now with, you know, the 2020 view when he looks back is um, reflected in this passage. This passage had just come to life to him because he would say, you know, I want to step in. Mm -hmm. I want to receive all these things, but I just can't give up this one corner of my life that just feels so natural to me, that feels so right to me. Yeah. And so anyway, that's eventually part of, it turns into part of his conversion story. And now it's a way that he ministers and, and he uh, meets with other folks is, is literally <laughs> letting them know, like, I am a living testimony of this and I have, have entered into a relationship with Jesus. I have chosen, you know, a life that honors him and it's so much better, yeah. <laughs> so much better than where I was at. And so that's something, you know, that's an example within sexuality but I, oh my goodness, like this is one of those examples that there's so many different pieces of the pie that, you know, oh, yeah. we'll hang on to. You just think about Jesus again, asking for all of your heart and you're yeah. like, but I, I like, I got a soccer league on Sundays that I just can't give up. I can't give it up. I can't come to church. I got to be part of the team. Yeah. That's another example. Or if it's just material possessions or greed or jealousy and Jesus sure. is saying, you got to put aside like your desire for stuff and you have to give your whole heart to me is what he's essentially saying. Yep. So whether it's the sexuality or it's your position at work or it's your desire for goods and material stuff and things, it's Jesus says, I want, I want to be Lord of Lords and King of Kings over all of your life mm -hmm. and in your heart. And so, you know, there, there might be a little bit of sadness in all of us, if we're being honest, a little bit of grieving of, Oh, I found so much comfort in coping with, X, Y, or Z. Sure. But our prayer is that eventually when you hand that over to the Lord and you follow him, you'll find nothing but joy and freedom because God has designed life for us to be lived a certain way and it, and it to be freeing for us. Yeah. To be best. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, that listening to Beckett Cook on the podcast and just listening to him talk has allowed this scripture to come alive 
uh, for me in a new way. Yeah. And I just think about what am I holding back from the Lord? Right. That, that I'm not giving him my everything. Mm-hmm. Because he gave his everything for us. And so it's interesting. I'll give you a couple more just little factoids. So verse 25, when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished. And they asked, who then can be saved? Because mm-hmm. Jesus is telling them essentially like uh, it's easier for an amp, uh, camel to enter through um, the kingdom uh, through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter. And so what's really, really tricky about that is because physical wealth was kind of at the time like, oh, you're blessed by God yeah. because you have things like you have a lot of stuff. So you're blessed. So it was confusing. And then specifically, um, Peter, when he's like, you know, we've left everything to follow you. What will there be for us? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry, before we get there, 26, Jesus says when he looked at all of them and them questioning, you know, oh, wait, if this rich guy, if he's not a believer, then what's there for us? Like, why is there hope for us? And, and Jesus says like with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And I just love that because in our own world, like Clark was saying, like these things are so hard for us to relinquish and surrender and submit. And Jesus is saying like, get to know me better because with me, you're going to be able to do it. And I'm actually going to do it for you on your behalf. And so just keep following me, keep following me because like it, what if we switch that mentality? Like, Oh God, I just want to hang on to, you know, my online shopping. I just want to hang on to that. I'll submit everything else or maybe something deeper than that. We just want to, we want to hang on to, um, help me think of something that's a deeper, I don't know. Like we just want to, we just want to hang on to this sinful behavior, whatever well, it, it might be, be spending money or pornography or yes, porno- be- I just want to hang on to that God. You know, what if we had the mentality of God? I just want to hang on to you. Yeah. I just want you help me put you in focus and help me relinquish all of these other things. And so we switch it around. And so I would pray, for myself, even in reading this, that God, just help me have you be the priority. Help me hang on and long for you. And just even thinking about this Christmas season, like you said, what, because Jesus has done a mighty thing in coming to earth as a babe, you know, living the life he did, dying on the cross, resurrecting, like that's such a mighty thing. And I want to grasp the fullness of it, you know, and with my, with my whole full life. So. All right. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.